With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 231. Who can I run to? I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The, the Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give you baby boy some five stars how is everyone doing this week i hope you are in good spirits you might be a little sleepy okay because who can you run to not that hour of sleep that we just lost forever we sprung forward and you know this time of the year gets your baby boy excited because y'all know how i feel about seasonal affective disorder um you know, we don't get a lot of sunlight during the winter time and it's cold, but I try to maximize my daylight as much as possible. So, you know, this time of year in March, when we get that extra hour, you know, your baby boy try to pretend like it's summer so that my summer is nine months instead of a short three months. But also it's so interesting as we spring forward. This past weekend, it's the last time that we will be springing forward. We will no longer be falling back in fall. You know, they passed that legislation last year and it is in effect in effect this year. And moving forward, we will stay on this time system, which I think is amazing. I was talking to you all before how some people were like, oh, I'm so excited for getting more hours in the winter. You know, won't get dark as quick. I mean, it, the sunlight will stay lighter in the winter. We know that. But you do know the, sir, the sun 
the earth. The earth is on an axis and it rotates and it rotates around the sun. So, you know, sometimes during the winter months, we're the furthest away from the sun and the earth is rotating. So the days will be shorter. But, you know, listen, I'm happy for this. Love, love, love. I'm just waiting for the weather to catch up. Although we've had a pretty mild winter in Philadelphia, let me knock on wood. Uh, But again, spring is around the corner. It just seems like just last week I was rushing to hurry up and get Christmas gifts. And now your baby boy is trying to find my hoochie daddy shorts for the summertime. But yes, I hope that, you know, you are recovering from losing that hour. Now, mind you, your baby boy had a big weekend to do. You know, I had to get my podcast together when DZ is expecting a bundle of joy and him and his girlfriend were having a baby shower this weekend. And, you know, your baby boy called me the event planner The you know, I had to ensure that I was there the day before. The day of, you know, to be there and help support. And so the night before, which was Saturday, you know, went to the venue to help them set up, you know, Gunkle Bryce or Gunkle Spice or Gunkle Perp uh, was in the building helping set up. And then the night before, which was Saturday night, like, you know, I went home. I was supposed to go out. Derek Frazier was texting me, calling me like, come on, let's go out, cousin. I'm like, no. I'm going to stay in, I'm going to stay in, I'm going to stay in. And then I realized, I was like, oh, shoot, we spring forward tonight. So I was like, oh, I'm going to lose an hour of sleep. However, I just, you know, with my nerves of wanting to make sure that they have an amazing event, also making sure I'm packed because the baby boy is heading to L.A. Um, I didn't really sleep much. I was just, you know, up watching SWV escape uh, on the TikTok. So I might have got a couple of hours of sleep, but I woke up early headed to the event, got dressed. And so, you know, as I am greeting and speaking to uh, Wendell and Chelsea's family, you know, I'm, I'm asking everybody, like, did y'all feel that hour? Like, I didn't feel it this year. Like, I'm so excited. Baby, two hours later, baby boy is, is dragging. <sighs> when is baby shower going to be over? When can I get home? Uh, so I definitely started to feel that hour midday however the baby shower was so beautiful barb and john came um it's great to see my mom and john and just all of the family and you know just it's exciting to see your friends and loved ones as you know their life evolves and the life changes it's just really exciting to be on the sideline watching and rooting and supporting people because you know one thing is for certain is that change is going to come and so some people can fight change or some people could just get on the get on the roller coaster of life and enjoy it so I was really excited for when DZ and you know his bundle of joy on his way and so that's really it your baby boy had to you know do some little last minute shopping and just try to get my house together like uh, first of all y'all know every weekend I don't go out I like to have me a little glass of wine and I like to just, you know, clean my home. Uh, but since the tour 44 has kicked off, your baby boy hasn't been able to spend as much time in my home um, getting it together. But with us springing forward and spring around the corner, I really want to like, you know, spring clean. And I'm trying to be so good about if I haven't worn something in six months, it needs to go. 
But I just feel like sometimes you you ever be emotionally attached to some pants that you know you ain't wore or you can't even fit no more. But when you was in college and you went out one night and had a good night and you didn't met a boy, you got his number. So those jeans just give you a sense of, I don't know, happiness. And you'd be like, you know what? Maybe one day I could fit up and into them. I have a lot of outfits and clothes like that. Um, and so I'm really trying to whew, break the emotional cycle and get rid of them. Uh, but it's not a good time to do that when you're also packing for a trip and then your house just gets cluttered. But listen, your baby boy was all over the place this weekend, but I'm really excited for this week's episode. Let me give you the rundown. You know, we got the church announcements and then we have You know, March has come, so it is time for Purple Pants play-by-play, and we welcome Joey Hatch back to the show, and Joey and I are going one-on-one about the Ball Brother injuries. We're talking about Ja Warrant, the hashtag. We're talking about uh, some people retiring their jerseys. We're talking Vanessa Bryant settling her Settling her lawsuit with the L.A. County Police Department. We're talking Brittany Griner. We're talking Jalen Green. And of course, you know, when me and Joey get together, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. So I'm really excited for this week's Purple Pants play by play. And also, I am giving you my takes on the Bravo new reality show SWV and Escape Queens of R&B and Big Bay. If you're not watching, you need to make sure you're watching because whoo, it is filled with some drama. And of course, you know, we've got the freak of the week. So listen, let's get these church announcements rolling. This week on the church announcements, I just want to remind you that Bryson went on the tour 44. Your baby boy is currently in L.A. for our L.A. watch party that is happening this Wednesday, March 15th. After L.A., when DZ and I are heading to Seattle, March 29th, then we'll be in Atlanta, April 5th, Pittsburgh, April 12th, Boston, May 3rd, Philadelphia, May 10th, New York, May 24th. Listen, the tour has off to an amazing start in Toronto. And so I am so excited to see what LA is going to give. And listen, if you want to come be a part of the fun and, you know, feel like family, we did a pop-up event in Philadelphia for Wendy's birthday last Wednesday. And it was so fun because we had so many people that were literally like, I saw this and I got off of work and I came by myself and there were two other people that came by themselves. And listen, we were like, you come by yourself, but you're going to leave with friends. And I... Of course, follow all of them on social media. And it's just so fun to see their interactions on social media. So listen, so excited. And also, Survivor 44, off to an amazing start. I mean, what more can I say? I am just really excited. And I can't wait to see what LA gives. And for the rest of the tour, you can head over to Bryce and Win Present on Instagram and click the link in that bio for all of the ticket information. And if you haven't, make sure you get caught up on Survivor News. The recap of season 44, episode two. Okay, see what the baby boys are up to. Now, let's get into this menu. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back this month with your purple pants play by play. And of course, I can't talk sports without my own personal sports enthusiast, Joey Hatch. Joey Hatch, welcome back to the podcast. What up, PPP people? Oh, right. That's four P's. You wasn't yeah. ready for that. So what is the third P? Oh, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Purple I- podcast. Purple what pants. Purple pants podcast people. Okay. Not the posse, the people. I like a purple pants podcast posse people. Oh. For the for the people. Five. Oh. Okay. P P P P P P P. Okay. Let me see all the PPs. Not the PPP loan, but the PPP. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it seemed like this was a a great time to do the Purple Pants play by play because it seemed like the sports realm. A lot uh, going on. A lot, a lot, a lot going on. And I'm confused, not confused. But listen, that's why we have you here to break all of the sports down. Now, of course, you know, it can't be a Purple Pants play by play if we're not talking my lamello ball. Uh, very, very sad. Very, very sad. It seems like the father of my unborn child, uh, the love of my life, he just can't seem to get it together. But, you know, on March 1st, uh, the Charlotte Hornets announced that Guard, a.k.a. my baby dad, LaMelo Ball, has undergone a successful surgery to address his fracture in his right ankle. The injury was sustained in the third quarter of Charlotte's win versus Detroit on Monday. Ball, who is expected to make a full recovery, will miss the remainder of the season and uh, future updates. You know, they'll keep us posted, but, you know, I'll keep everybody posted because who you think is nursing him back to health? (laughs) Only Perp himself. Yes. Uh, So we talked about LaMelo before. And again, he's been having these issues with this ankle this whole season. And I've been saying the whole time that 
he has yet to really rest. I agree with that. Um, I just feel like he's not taking care of his body properly. You know, he's young, he's out in the streets. You know, we always see him on social media partying with his. Don't. I don't want to get you. Okay, I won't. I won't. Thank you. But we see him turning up a lot and we don't really see him. You know, the players that we see that aren't getting injured, they're in the gym working out. We don't really see too many clips of that. So that kind of makes me think that he's not taking care of his body the proper way. I mean, I disagree because I feel like this is like the 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 age of social media. And I feel like people let us see what they want us to see. So we don't know. He could be in the gym, uh, but he only really posts his you know, going out stuff. But again, I just feel like who else does Charlotte have? I mean, they have a lot of people, but I mean, he's essentially their franchise player. So it's important for him to be on these courts. But I just feel like he shouldn't be playing the time that he's playing. He needs, you know, let him play the first quarter, let him in the fourth quarter. But I mean, what do I know? Bro, is he 21 yet? Like, how old is he? I think he's 22 or 23. So... We're talking, you you mentioned something saying that, you know, we're in the age of social media mm-hmm. and they we see what they want us to see. But if you're a gym rat, you know, you're always going to be in a gym no matter what. So, like, there's a lot of players that are in the gym and we, we know they're, they're in the gym working out. We don't never see clips of him working out. So that's all I'm saying. So this. OK, well, listen, I'm a, I got a rebuttal for that. LaMelo Ball has spent the majority or all of his adult life under a microscope. You know, he had the Ball family. His dad is LeVar Ball and he's been on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like LaMelo is very private person. We don't see a lot of him. And trust me, I know because I follow all of the LaMelo Ball <laughs> fan pages and I always try to stay up to date with him. But he is really private. And I mean, you know, he offended me during the all-star not that private you know what i'm saying because he offended you i mean yeah (laughs) random story but uh so i think it was like the day before my birthday i was with joey and uh i was sad (laughs) legitimately sad and I didn't want to tell people why I was sad because it was like a weird uh, reason to be sad. But uh, right before I had saw Joey, I was like, you know, scrolling through social media. And one of my uh, LaMelo Ball accounts had posted his girlfriend. Uh, and I forget. I don't know her name because I had blocked her because I don't want to be seeing none of her content. <laughs> you uh, blocked her. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Because <laughs> I didn't want her content coming up. And um, I happened to see it and then they had tagged her so I unblocked her and then I went through her social media of like the last four months and I just saw LaMelo Ball commenting under all of her photos and I like you know went to my photos and I didn't see LaMelo Ball commenting under any of my photos I don't know how old she is but apparently she's a cougar so I mean yeah she I believe she's like 32 okay I mean you're still younger than her but you know I mean very much so but again it's like a you know, me and I forget her name. I don't know. I think, but it's not Hannah Montana, but it's like a oh, no. no wait, but no wait. Is that's an adult? <sighs> he was spotty with her earlier on, uh, the adult star Hannah Montana earlier on in his career, but I forget who this young lady is. Oh, Miley Cyrus Miley Miley Cyrus, you mean? Yeah. No, not there is an adult star that has a similar name like Hannah Montana or something. Hannah Banana, or I don't know. I don't I, know. Something you would know okay. better than I would. But forgive uh, me. This this is no indictment. I really don't know this this, this lady's name. So, so uh yeah, like LaMelo has a thing for, you know, people a little bit 
you know, senior to him. And, you know, I am senior of LaMelo. Uh, but again, I really do hope that he gets uh, it together because, you know, it's concerning. But also the next question is, then we know uh, from the Chicago. Chicago Bulls, his brother seems to be made out of glass as well. Lonzo Ball. Um, for the last 14 months or so, I want to say, he hasn't been playing. He's been riddled with, not riddled. He had surgery 14 months ago. He hasn't been playing since, I think, January of this year. Um, but he has had a had to have a third surgery on his knee that's going to put him out for the remainder of this season. So what's going on in that ball household? Because apparently Leangelo is hurt now, too. So I don't know what's going on over there. What is he hurt from? I don't know. But I think I, while researching this, I, I, I seen something that Leangelo was hurt. So I don't know if he's doing that because he's trying to bite or if he's actually hurt. Yeah, but it just uh, just sucks because, again, <clears throat> uh, Zoe is only 25 years old and he's having this knee issue and reports were saying that he's been ha- had it since the end of last season end of this season. Uh, but he was like fighting through the pain. But again, he is going to be sitting out for the remainder of the season. And for me, it just makes me think. uh how long of a career will Zoe have if like and again, I think people forget like a I know people have like knee replacement surgeries and I know the recovery from that of just knowing family members that have had it. Um, the recovery is a recovery. Like it's not like a, Oh, you back up and at it. You have to go to rehab. And that's just for people to walk. Uh, Zoe plays professionally. Uh, and so the level in which that he utilizes his knee is so high. I just, it makes me wonder like uh, how is he going to recover and will his career be a long career? Obviously I I hope my brother-in-law is in the the (laughs) career, Uh, but do you remember anything about LeVar Ball's career, Joey? I don't. The only thing I know about LeVar Ball is that he said he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. I don't know if he's played professionally or in college. He said he did. I I didn't care to research him because I thought he was annoying, but at the end of the day, he's a genius because he got all his boys into the NBA somehow. So I know, mean, kudos yeah. to him. Kudos to him. For I believe two days, all of uh, all three of his sons were signed to the NBA. And again, we are talking about the middle son, uh Giangelo. Uh and again, which Who? out <laughs> it's not isn't it like isn't his name Giangelo? Leangelo. Leangelo. They all start with L's. Okay. All right. Uh yeah, I again it's he's that middle child and I was Googling him uh, before we recorded and some of the last news press that I saw was in like 2022. So yeah. And it didn't look like he was on the G league for the Charlotte Hornets or whatever their G league is called for two years. And ultimately they never really picked him up. Uh, So that was just a publicity stunt. I think in my opinion, to put him on a team to get, you know, more media attention towards that team, more people talking about the Charlotte Hornets because they, you know, until Melo got there, the, the organization has been kind of not the best. So, you know, they were trying to get as much attention to them as possible. So why not sign, you know, another ball brother and get LeVar talking all crazy and attention directed towards them? But, in my opinion. I mean, and yeah, it makes sense, but I would also think that you would maybe want to sign him. No. Uh, he's not really a good ball player. 
He NBA was- level. He's he's a good basketball player, but and we, you got to think like NBA is the top of the top. And the worst player in the NBA is going to go to your G League or overseas or even your local men's league team and give you 50. I've seen it with my own eyes. So um, he's just not on the NBA scale, but he's he could play basketball, but he's not an NBA player. Well, I mean, I felt like his last uh, his last season on the G League, he was, you know, as people say in Philly, he was cooking them on the court. So I, I really thought that he would do well. I, when I also think of the G League, I think of the 76ers. Now I'm a butcher this name. Mac Magully Magullum. Man, I love when you pronounce names. I really it's it's really my favorite thing to do is listen to you pronounce names. Mac McClung. McClung. Um, and he was been making headlines because he recently was on the, the 76ers G League. They I don't I guess it's a promoted they promoted him to the team and then during all-star week he won i mean he was getting busy uh throughout all of the contests and actually won the dunk contest but you know i was hype i was hyping him up and he's not an nba player though like so so riddle me this so when you're in the g league you can participate in the all-star i think they did that just to there was nobody they made an exception there was nobody really trying to participate in All-Star Weekend at all because it was in a terrible location. Nobody wants to go to Utah. That's number one. Well, and I mean, like if it was in Vegas, Miami, uh, L.A., you know, destination places that people want to go to, maybe New York, maybe Philly, people will come Atlanta. But like nobody wants to go to Utah. Nobody wants to go to uh, uh <laughs> insert insert boring city boring ah! state Oklahoma City nobody you know what I'm saying nobody wants to go to these places I also think I mean again you know I love to dive into uh race talk but I also feel like a lot of the people that the All-Star weekend tends to bring out are you know people of color or or you they know have to. we sell we sell for the sport we're, so, inter- we're entertaining Again, Utah, you know, we might watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but I don't know how much they cater to uh, the clientele that, you know, the All-Star Week might give. And also, a lot of the big names weren't in there. Like, I'm thinking, like, well, where Bron Bron? I mean, he, he was, was there. He was there. He's hurt. End up hurting himself. But They weren't participating in a lot of the events. And I had read somewhere where it used to be required that if you were participating in the All-Star Weekend, you would have to be there from like Thursday to Sunday. And now with a lot of the bigger name players that they were getting, they could just pull in Saturday, do the All-Star game on Sunday and then be gone. So it kind of takes away from the thrill of it all. But what was your thoughts on this year's All-Star game? Very underwhelming. It was probably the worst all-star game that I've ever watched. It was literally, you know, there was no defense literally at all. Um, I did. I was mad that I took the time to watch it. I'll put it to you that way. I mean, I also just feel like uh, the all-star has to do. Well, two things. I've, the all-star is always around my birthday. And I know, you know, people are always going places and, you know, it's a big destination. I also feel with the Super Bowl having moved the date because they had to add those extra games in, it really kind of took away from the All-Star weekend because it was like the weekend before was the Super Bowl. And then now here comes All-Star. And obviously, you know, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't think I think that it definitely dimmed some of the light for the NBA All Star. I I would agree with you to an extent. Wait, was there ever a point in time when it used to go Super Bowl and the Grammys in the same day? Because it was always around the same time. It's always around the same time. I always I from what I can remember, I want to say that it was the Grammys, Super Bowl, then All Star. I could have swore Grammys used to come like in the same day after. Mm. But you might be right. You, you're you're right. I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, they would never. I mean, that's prime time television. So yeah, 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 yeah. that would that would not be smart on. I would essentially say the Grammys part because also yeah. you know the Grammys don't trend unless the Queen Bee is there. Uh, so. Yeah, she should have. should have won a few more awards. In my I opinion. mean, well, I, <laughs> you know, she does. And I mean, this is play by play, not uh, music. But listen, we can get into that conversation as well because I also <laughs> think, you know, um, Beyonce clearly has the most Grammys. She has broken the record this year, but also it's like in these categories that I don't want to say don't matter, but it's not in the big categories. And like, right. clearly she was snubbed for Lemonade and obviously Renaissance was just Renaissance. And so how can you not? But again, mm-hmm. I, uh, I read an article where there were some members on the, a ca- the committee that you know, give out the awards because, you know, it's voting committee, but then it's like each, you know, Philadelphia has a voting committee, each, you know, major cities, but then it's like the the people at the room room and a lot of the people, well, I guess one other person said to somebody that essentially they felt like uh, Beyonce had enough Grammys or like they felt like, you know, she always gets it, but like, no, she don't always get it for album or song of the year. I feel like the last time that she won a major category uh, was for single ladies. Wow. That's how long ago was that? I mean, quite some time. So when you think about it in that perspective, it is like, hmm, what is going on? But again, the makeup of the room and who is making these votes. And so, I mean, but that's another topic for another day. But I mean, if we are talking about awards and we are talking about the Grammys, uh, someone recently just retired their jersey. Yes. And do you want to give a, I want to hear you say his name. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it? I'll, I'll help you out if you, if you don't want to do it. So I know it's not Paul. It's like. Pow. Pow. G something. Gasol. Yes. So, I mean, this seemed to be a, a very big topic in the NBA realm. Could you break it down to us? Why? I mean, you know, I don't really know much about uh, the NBA, but why did this, why was this so big? Um, it's a long time coming. Uh, they like Los Angeles Lakers retired Pal Gasol's Jersey. And it, it was bittersweet because it needed to happen because without Pal they wouldn't have won those two championships in 2009, 2010. But the reason it's bitter is because Kobe was there to help him win those championships. And Kobe wasn't there to see the Jersey retire. And I believe one of the last clips Kobe said, you know, in the media was like, yo, I can't wait till they retire. My brother, Pal Gasol's Jersey is going to be up there in the rafters next to mine. And that kind of like tugged on the heartstrings a little bit to see that video because it's like, damn, Kobe's not here no more. So that's why it was a big deal to me. Um, I was a huge, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I don't want to say was because, you know, he still lives in my memory forever. But 
Um, it was definitely great to see Powell finally get his jersey retired. Now, also, it was the placement of the jersey. His jersey was placed next to Kobe Bryant's jersey. Do you feel like if Kobe was alive uh, and they retired his jersey, do you think it still would have been next to Kobe? Or do you think that was really them paying homage to the both of them? Um, No, I mean, Kobe said he wanted it next to his. So that was the house Kobe built. I mean, Kobe and Shaq kind of built it, but, you know, the Kobe's longevity, um, that was Kobe's house. So whatever he said went there and he wanted it next to his and that's where he got it. Yeah. And even during his speech, he had clearly talked about Kobe and also, you know, talked about Vanessa and, you know, being uh, a proud uncle to their children and just remembering Kobe, which was just, you know, very, very special. Uh, And then even in the conversation of Kobe and Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Bryant settles claim with L.A. County for nearly twenty nine million dollars in helicopter uh, crash lawsuit. Uh, Vanessa Bryant settled her her remaining claim with the Los Angeles County on Tuesday for $28 million over photos that members of the sheriff department shared after the helicopter crash that, you know, killed Kobe and their daughter Gianna in January, 2022. Also a co-plaintiff, a co-plaintiff, Chris Chester, uh, whose wife and daughter were killed on the crash settled as well for $19 million. Uh, and then Vanessa's lawyer said today marks uh, a success of accommodating for Miss Bryant's courageous battle to hold accountable those who engaged in this grotesque conduct, uh, conduct, conduct, conduct. Uh, she fought for her husband and her daughter and for all of those in the community uh, who were deceased and were treated with very similar disrespect. Now, this is also just such a uh, interesting topic because one, I absolutely think that Vanessa should have went after them uh, because it's like we're in this digital media age where I feel like we see too much <laughs> and it's one thing when it's regular people, not regular people, but like I feel like uh, with the singer slash rapper from Philadelphia, um, Oh my God, why is his name escaping my, uh, what's his name? Um, who died in LA? Oh, um, 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 um. I don't, like, I'm seeing his face, but it's, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, not Swaggy P. Oh not, uh, P and B, P and B rock. You know, he had a tragic death, uh, in LA. He was shot and killed. And literally, I hate the fact that his last moments alive are on Twitter because people pull out their phones and like, I just hate the fact that instead of helping, instead of helping, you know, we see it all the time. It's just like, but we see more and more with this digital age where everyone has a phone, everyone has something. And, you know, we see this, but I also feel like there has to be a line, especially when you work in the sheriff's department and you're releasing photos to the press, which clearly if you're releasing photos, it's not like you're just releasing photos so that people can know what happened. Clearly, you're, you're getting paid for it because you're releasing it to the, the paparazzi and the people. But it's just like, I just hate the fact that that type of thing sells and big money is offered after it. So good for Vanessa Bryant. Like, I'm glad that, you know, hopefully 
I, I'm not even going to say it's going to try to put a stop to what's going on because obviously these sites like uh, TMZ and, you know, Shade Room, these, these places that have unlimited budgets are going to pay whoever to see the stuff that we shouldn't be seeing. And I'm happy because that I, the, I, I don't want to figure out that my husband died and my daughter died in a, in a crash via social media or the news telling me before the cops actually come to my house and tell me, I want to, I want to have some time with my family, figure that out. And then, you know, whatever happens to come after that, I wanted to come after that. I don't want to, I don't want to be scrolling and be like, Oh, Kobe died. And it's like, wait, I just kissed him goodbye. And you know, they're going to their game. Why am I finding out via TV that they're not, they're no longer with us. Why do, why does the rest of the world know before me? Or why is the rest of the world seeing this right. you know even if i know like i i just yeah i don't understand that we're in this culture where it's like clickbaits and people want to click on things and like yeah i i be staying away from twitter i got my uh sensitive setting on so i don't even see stuff like that because it i mean even george floyd you know you think about we we literally watch this man die we there's countless incidents where we have seen people die or get murdered or the 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 ravage of the wreckage and that's traumatizing that it's just crazy so i i i am very happy that uh in the midst of her battle in the storm of losing her husband her daughter uh she stood up and was like i'm not going to be a victim here and i'm not going to allow y'all to exploit my family at our lowest, lowest time, despite if, you know, Kobe was a celebrity or not. And I also, you know, mentioned the co-plaintiff in that as well, because a lot of the time people forget that it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter in that plane. There, there were, were nine, there were nine people on board. Other families that are right. traumatized and seeing this stuff. So it's like, yeah. You know what? If I had an organ right now, I would have tuned it up because you was preaching. Just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like and you know the morning process is a process you know it's not like after a week it's done and the fact that like this stuff is googleable it's on the internet forever there will never be a time that you can't type kobe bryant's name into a google search and those images won't come up right because somebody at the la county sheriff department wanted to be famous and make a couple dollars and sell some photos I, I'm curious to know how much he paid for that. Cause like, was it worth it in the end? Like. Right. Were you able to feed my family for a couple of weeks or was it like life changing money? You know, I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, they don't even do it for the money. They do it to be like, Oh, I, I got it. For, like, it's just like, it's this weird notoriety, yeah. notoriety, clout chasing of people. And so it's just like, yeah, no, like have respect. I understand. But like, you know, where is your moral compass? Um, but speaking of moral compass, now mind you, I'm definitely going to butcher this name because I don't even know this person's last name. I just know what they was calling him on the internet. Ja Warren. Oh, Ja Morant. Okay. Wait, Come is on. that not? Is it? It's Morant, but they called him Warrant because. Okay, right. You know, oh, I, <laughs> I thought that that was another play. I was like, wait a minute. I know John Morant. No, Ja, uh, ja Warrant. If you don't know, he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. And, okay, because I know that. Uh, in, uh, in their news release Wednesdays, uh, 
Glendale police says they conducted an investigation after being alerted to the video stream of Ja Warrant's Instagram channel uh, determining that the incident took place at a strip club uh, called Shotgun Willies. Okay, like that's, we could dive into the name of that strip club <laughs> a little later. Uh, earlier Saturday morning uh, after they lost to the Denver Nuggets. So Ja was at Shotgun Willie's in the club, and he flashed a firearm. Where's my little firearm at? Hold on. I, Let me my little straw. I'm going to take my shirt off because that's how he was. Like, I was like... <sighs> I don't understand. This This kid literally has the keys to the NBA. Literally, like, LeBron's, like, about to drop them in his palm. Like, I'm passing you the league, and he is doing everything in his power to to throw the keys away. It's like, this is not the first time he's been in the media for, for some dumb shit. Excuse me, excuse my language. But uh, I believe in the summertime, he, um, this kid was at his house, playing, he's 17 years old, playing one-on-one. I don't know what happened. There were some words exchanged. Ja went inside, grabbed his gun, beat the kid up. Another, another instance, they're at a foot action or finish line somewhere in Memphis. Ja's mom getting lippy with the cashier. Next thing you know, she calls up her son. Him and nine other people come up to the finish line with guns, um, talking crazy to the cashier. It's like, bro, who who are your old heads? Who's telling you that you should not be able to be doing this stuff? And then now he's in a strip club after the day. I don't even know if they won the game. They, they lost. Yeah. They're in Denver. How did that how did he get a gun? They they pack in a suitcase. Did he bring it into the locker room and then and then they went to the strip club and like there's, there's so much surrounding Denver police said, you know, there's not enough evidence to, to charge him with it. But there's an NBA investigation still um, going on. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen, because if he's uh, convicted, not convicted, but if he's uh, perceived to be guilty, that's 50 plus games that he's going to, have to miss. And, and I don't know. I doubt it's going to be with pay. So they're going to have to figure something out. Well, the Grizzlies announced that uh, Morant will be away for the, from the team for at least four more games mm-hmm. uh, pending this investigation. But I guess my question was, what would he have been charged with? Because I'm like, if y'all charging people for flashing guns on Instagram, um, I could send y'all about 80 people that I see a day when I'm just scrolling through. So you could be charged with illegally um, transporting firearms. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to to, tra- to transport from state to state. Like, um, I have a buddy, I'm not going to say his name, but he was, when he moved, he had to go to a local gun shop and have that gun mailed to a gun shop to where he was moving to in another state, and then he had to go pick it up. So you can't just be packing in a suitcase. That's a legal trans... Like they call it smuggling guns or whatever. There's a process to it. So you can be charged with that, number one. And then the NBA has their own rules. Like, you can't have firearms in a facility. <coughs> Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. I'm just confused. Like, again, and 
we was just talking about Lamella Ball. Like, you feel like he don't post enough on the social media. Uh, ja Warren need to stay away from the social media. He, <laughs> You keep calling him Ja Warren. I, I don't want the PPP, the Purple Pants Posse, to say his name. It's, it's Ja Morant, but they are calling him Warrant. I'm just going by the hashtag. Right. Okay. I'm just going by the hashtag. And apparently, like, he's going to miss the game uh, with Golden State Warriors on Thursday. Um, that already Martin. happened. Okay, March fifth. Well, and then on Monday he's got the Miami Heat game. But yeah, right. just like I, I just like you're right. Like who are who is talking to these kids? Like who, <laughs> like where, like where are their mentors? Like I'm just confused. And, and it's crazy because John didn't even like he grew up both parents in his household. His dad is now usher looking like, but his dad is now his best friend. He's not being a parent. He's being his best friend. So it, it, like now that he's now that he is a provider for, you know, his for the people around him, nobody's going to tell him that he's wrong. But just like, you know, I hang out with you. I hang out with when I, I tell y'all when y'all wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to like I appreciate everything I do, but there's right and there's wrong. And he has nobody in his corner telling him when he's wrong. That's the bottom right. line. And then also what was making headlines was Jalen Carter, who is a top NFL draft uh, perspective. I believe he prospect prospect. Um, he is wait now. He currently plays uh, the former Georgia star. Uh, the NFL draft is coming up next month and he's at the top of the list. Now, reportedly, when was this? In 2021, there was some street racing and one of Jalen's teammates was in the car and a recruiting person was in this car and it crashed and it was fatal for those two. Uh, initially, when the reports came out, it was reported that Jalen was nowhere near the scene. New information has come out to essentially say that he was within vicinity of the scene. So I don't know if they like are trying to say that he was in the car or he just was racing. And so then a lot of people uh, were talking like, will this affect his draft pick? Uh, and the answer to that is probably not because it's looking like he's still the number one prospect. So the NFL has their own set of rules and it's sad because when things like this happen, it's kind of swept under the rug, especially things with like women. And that's, that's one thing that I can't like agree with at all. Like, you know, accusations are strong, but like number one, it was this year. Number two, it was his car. He, he's, he's had three other traffic stop or three other uh, traffic citations for speeding. So, you know, like my dad told me, if it, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it is a duck. You know what I'm saying? So you got cited three other times for racing and then you happen to kill a teammate and a team staffer. Come on, bro. Like the, the I know you have a possibility to make a lot of money for a lot of people, but you got to you have to be accountable for your actions. And nobody's holding these kids accountable nowadays. And it's, it's sad to see. And do you feel like no one's holding, especially someone like him, who is a top prospect to eventually go on to the NBA to make millions of dollars? Do you feel like they're not holding him responsible because of the money potentially that he could make to the franchise? Because if he were just a regular person like you or I or something like this were to happen, we'd be charged. In, we, like, you probably wouldn't even hear about the story if it was well, you or I. True. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't like how the NFL picks and chooses what stuff they're going to sweep under the rug and what stuff they're not like this. They're going to sweep under the rug. But if it's 
even women's women's rights or you know women being abused they're kind of sweeping under the rug as well but um i don't know what i'm tra- i i think you know what i'm trying to say it's just yeah, like, like they pick a and zero, choose. yeah a zero uh zero tolerance like yeah. you know with anything especially if you have like a history of something like this although a, a a part of me wants to say that this is a young man and we all have a past, but I definitely feel like there should be some repercussions uh, to something like this where I don't know if you have to sit out this drive. I don't know. Cause, but I, I definitely feel what you're saying. And it's as, especially with domestic uh, abuse cases, when stuff comes to the headlines, it's only really when the women have to show the photos of them being abused. And then it comes out that like there were multiple reports of this and like the NFL has done nothing about it. So yeah, it is very interesting to see uh, how and how they just make some things go away when in actuality uh, it then becomes a pattern later on in people's careers. So I, I definitely think that's interesting. But again, I feel like that is this celebrity culture that we as a society live in. Cause I feel like the same is made for musicians. Cause you know, we could talk about <laughs> the singer uh, yeah. who name doesn't need to be named. But I feel like when I was in seventh grade, I had heard stories. Right. And you know, it seemed like he got a pass forever. Uh, and then also, I mean, I don't want to say this, but I just feel like in that same vein of if it talk like a duck, smell like a duck, quack like a duck. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. What's going on with Trey Songs? Man, I don't even. I just like, you know, I just I again. I, yeah, I yeah. just am. Um, if it what they say, if it. If the house is smoking or when you smell smoke, like I don't know. Right, and right, I don't right, know right. him personally. And I do know, again, within this culture that we live, there are a lot of people that make false accusations. However, you know, I always tend to side with the victims. Um, but it just seems like there's just a lot of accusations and it doesn't seem like there is a lot of accountability. And it, again, it's also like reminiscent of that other situation that we was talking about where it's like, there's this huge long trail, but because people are famous, they are musicians or professional NFL players. We seem to, as a society, uh, give them a pass. Right. So back to Jalen, like how many more people does he have to kill before, um, before something's done about it? That's, that's like the, my kind of final, you know, put a period on this. Like how many more people have to have to die or lose their life or get injured? Yeah. And again, comma, (laughs) I do feel like we make mistakes and like, you know, like, so I, I I just feel like I don't know where I am at because I I completely agree with you, uh, specifically with this, but like racing and like, you know, that is a hobby that like, you know, Philadelphia has this like culture of street racing that I didn't know existed uh, until very well, recently. You ain't never go to the races? I, I mean, no. I, I Well, yes and no. I didn't know I was going. And then I was like so shocked to <laughs> see that it actually happened. Like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Like, I'm thinking like that just happens in, but no, I, I was unaware of it. And also off topic, but I was unaware of like 
the culture around it being like how the rules that go with it, mm-hmm. like how fast they can disperse, how the communication, like they know when police are coming in and how oftentimes police won't really intervene. It's the, and kudos to, I don't know if I can say kudos, but it's dangerous to chase people. Right. So like they're kind of weighing the pros and cons, like, do I want to potentially kill other people or allow them to kill people that they're going to kill and then deal with the aftermath later? Yeah. That's kind of what they're doing. Right. Like in Philadelphia, even though they went back to it, but for, I think like, you know, for the last four years, uh, and I'm sure other major cities have this problem, but Philadelphia, when it's warm out, the dirt bikes out, the dirt bikes be out and the four wheelers be out. And uh, mind you, I, I love it. Uh, I mean, I I mean, I like to just watch, but there was, I feel like four years ago, there was an incident where uh, Philadelphia was, you know, because they're illegal. They're not supposed to be on the street. So they're only supposed to be in the field. So it's an illegal use of a motorized vehicle in, in the city of Philadelphia and our ordinance. And so there have been several chases and there was like a one huge fatal one a couple of years ago. And then after that, our current police chief had put that like they will not pursue or chase anyone on those four wheelers. Um, and so for the last couple of years, they've been running rampant in our city. Uh, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, now there's dirt bike cops. <laughs> right. And they and, and that's and and they're on yeah. dirt bikes. <laughs> it's so backwards. But, you know, who am I? Yeah. I mean, I just I always love just subcultures that you don't really know anything about. Uh, and although they might be illegal, but I also just I just love a subculture. And again, I had went to didn't know I was going to a racing thing, uh, but I just was so interested in how they line the streets up, how there is like lingo and how they look out for the cops and also like the party atmosphere around. It's like it, it was like family event. Like, I don't know. I just was so interested in that subculture. Where uh, were you down? Delaware Ave? Um, no, I was actually more in. I want to describe it. I was more down uh, like Lehigh, Armingo, uh, okay, okay, okay. Bridgeport area. I don't think it's Bridgeport, but I think not Bridgeport, but you know, Port Richmond. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Ah! (laughs) Yes. The Port Richmond area, uh, which if you're from Philadelphia is an interesting area, but I know this play by play, but listen, we just talking. I (laughs) always get confused about how Philadelphia I mean, I don't know. Do are we a port? We have a port. People come in like there are yeah. just so many areas in Philadelphia that are just unused mm-hmm. and just I'm just like like warehouses and docks and like these and streets, industrial areas and, yeah. and industrial areas in Philadelphia in that like Port Richmond area or just that it's just blew my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, but enough of that. Uh, and then I want to talk about my girl Brittany Griner. She is making a comeback which obviously excited people were wondering if she was going to play in the upcoming uh, season in the WNBA but she signed a one year contract to the Phoenix Mercury and I believe they start in May uh, mm-hmm. and so again 
She said in a statement that she wants to play to honor and show support to the women uh, in the league that held her down while she was gone. And so I'm really excited just for Britney to be home and for her to be playing. But I hope, I guess my hope would be is that maybe this gets the attention of people that wouldn't normally watch the WNBA because I just feel like we need more eyes on the WNBA. I agree. Um, And I'm glad that you said that because in this, she, you know, she's a huge name. Everybody knows who Brittany Griner is now and guess how much her deal was for only $165,000. Right. This was, you know, LeBron, Steph, they signed three, four, (laughs) three, four, $500 million contracts. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully this uh, gains the attention that it should get. And uh, people that don't watch will watch and that'll allow, you know, TV contracts to be granted to the WNBA and then the players will be granted more money. Right. And it's just crazy. You even saying that of like how much she signed for, uh, And then you think about why she was even in the ordeal that she was in with Russia is because most of the NBA, the WNBA players don't make as much money compared to the NBA and they have to go overseas to make money. And so it's just like, and they make millions over there. Right. Yeah. So I'm just happy for her return. I hope that we tune in, we support uh, because yeah. And like, equal pay like what's going on but again people say like oh they can't pay them that much because they don't have the advertisers and they don't okay well let's show them because the thing about it was when she was in Russia and all of this stuff was going on we had the viewership then right so I just feel like everybody that was watching and talking about the situation and and commenting online make sure you take them comments when the WNBA uh, comes to town does Philadelphia mind you in their same breath. Does Philadelphia have a team? Nope. Right. There's only a, a few select cities. But, uh, and there's been a lot of attention on this guy in the media, Kyrie Irving. But I remember, I forget which season it was that he played, but he donated his whole salary to WNBA players because he knows they weren't making enough. Wow. So, you know, kudos to him. Yeah. We don't hear much of that. Uh <laughs> I feel like, again, we hear a lot about the negative of different people, but we don't necessarily hear Hear the positive, the positive. But yeah, so Brittany will be making her return. And I feel like that's all that I had for this month's play by play. We appreciate you, Joey. Uh, What you got going on? Where can the people follow you at before we end our play by play? What I got going on? Well, as of recently, I've been trying to tag along with Bryson Wen presents. So hopefully it's the, the purple pants posse can see me at some of these events around the country. Um, you'll know who, exactly who I am when you see me. If it's not Bryson uh, Wen, it's probably me. You know what I'm saying? First of all, purple pants posse, <laughs> y'all know who Joey is. And I always love the fact that Joey acts like people don't know who he is. Well, we were in Toronto and we pulled up to the pregame um, and we had got there early uh, and you know I was making my round saying hello to people and then Joey came in and uh, I was just introducing people to Joey and I was like hey this is like you know one of Wendell and I's best friend Joey and what did somebody say? Oh Joey Hatch? 
The, they was like, oh, you, oh, you hats. need hats? You need hats. I, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. The PPP knows who uh, Joey is, and Joey will be with us in LA uh, this Wednesday. So if you see Joey out, pull up to him and say, what up, Hatch? Buy me a uh, drink. You know what I'm saying? We're in LA. So feeling yeah. a little LA ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. You hopefully the weather, the weather hopefully will be warm. Even hopefully. though, I mean, we've had a mild winter. I think it's going to snow next week. Hopefully, I'm glad we're leaving. So, you know, Philly can handle that while we're, you know what I'm saying? While we're away. Uh, yes, yeah, spring is around the corner. But yes, this has been your Purple Pants play-by-play. We appreciate you, Hatchimon. Deuces. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping it rolling. And keeping the menu rolling. I told you I would keep y'all up to date on these TV shows and reality shows that I am watching. And I saw the previews that this show was coming out a couple of months ago. And then I had watched the first episode last week. And I could not wait until last Sunday to watch the second episode. It is Bravo's new show called SWV and Escape the Queens of R&B. Now, listen. You need to know who these 90s groups are. SWV. I get so weak in my knees. I can hardly. I lose all control. Okay, that's SWV. And if you don't know SWV, their members are Coco, Lily, and Taj. Now, you should know Taj because Taj has played on Survivor and she has killed it. I've been a fan of SWV. Now, mind you, the music is a little before my time, but, you know, I know great music um swv has had a reality show before on weed tv they had about five seasons and it was like kind of the formula of weed tv's reality shows i loved (laughs) swv show on weed tv i thought it was amazing i felt like at times uh, it was a little too drama filled but it was absolutely excellent okay so i i i'm here for swv now escape y'all all should know escape who can i run to when i need i need love every man wants a woman who can cook my- okay y'all y'all need to know who escape is as well and the members of escape are candy tiny Latasha and Tamika. clearly we know candy from real housewives of atlanta um how many businesses does she have? The old lady gang, uh, candy coated nights, her adult toy line. So we know candy. Uh, we know tiny. We know tiny clearly from escape, uh, tiny and candy both wrote hits for destiny's child bills, 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 no scrub. She's married to TI. She's had multiple shows on VH one. Um, family hustle. She's going on, uh, you know, they do the, they vacation trip. So we know tiny, uh, now, Latasha and Tamika, they are sisters. Latasha is the one with the voice 
in the group. However, Tamika has a voice just as well. Um, and so we know they're the sisters. Now, Escape also did another reality show on Bravo, maybe four years ago, around the time when Escape, this was pre-pandemic, uh, around the time when Escape made the surge back on the scene, they had reunited because like, a lot of the 90 female groups, they tend to disband and we'll get into that. But, you know, they are coming back together for this tour. And baby, if you ain't watching that show, one thing Escape got is drama. So the fact that these two R&B groups, okay, are coming together for this reality show. And the premise of the show is, is that they want to go on tour. The two groups, it's like they, they're pulling from the same audience. So why not go on tour and get this money? Now, what I find so interesting about both of these groups is that SWV, the lead singer of SWV is Coco. Now, mind you, this is no shade to SWV. So, I mean, the formula of SWV is very similar to like a Destiny's Child that is now Kelly, Beyonce, Michelle. However, the difference between SWV and Destiny's Child is that clearly Destiny's Child is Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce on Every one of the albums that Destiny Shout has put out as a trio, and especially the last album, Destiny Fulfilled um, and Survivor, Beyonce sings lead. However, Kelly will sing lead. You'll hear from Michelle. Like, you know, we know the girls' voices. SWV is like one of those weird 90 groups that it's kind of like, if you think about like Diana Ross and the Supremes, it's really just Diana Ross. If you think about... um Gladys Knight and the Pips is really just Gladys Knight. Um, you think about Patti LaBelle and LaBelle's, it's really just Patti LaBelle. That is kind of the formula of SWV. The lead singer is Coco. No, no shade to Taj and Lily, but it really is like, they just are there to sing the background. And it, at this point, I don't even think they, they sing live backgrounds. So it's a little weird. However, you know us as a society, we love a group. So we gonna love to see all three of them together. Now, Escape broke up in maybe 1999 uh, because like a lot of the girl groups back in the day, Coco was the lead singer and she wanted to go solo. And if Coco goes solo, what are Taj and Lily going to do? Uh, and then Coco wanted to go solo, didn't really go well. It's that weird formula, right? Like it's like when the lead singer of some of those 90 groups, they want to go solo, then they go solo, and then it's like, it doesn't work. So then they came back together sometime in the 2000s. That's when they did their Wii TV show. And they've been together and touring ever since. In this show, SWV and Escape, the Queens of R&B, SWV is clearly letting you know, we do 50 to 60 shows a year. Every weekend, they're on the road. They, like, you know, and I was talking to my friend Sarah about this. It's like, you know, for these acts, even some of the acts today, like we have someone like Ashanti who doesn't necessarily put out new music. However, you've got a catalog. You can forever and forever and forever and forever tour with that catalog. And so that's what SWV does. They did put out a newer album, I want to say five years ago. And it's a cute little jam, but I mean, clearly people are coming for the classic. So SWV is a well-oiled machine. We've seen all a drama on the Weed TV show. So it's like uh, Coco, Taj, and Lily are somewhat of a cohesive group. Now, mind you, Coco, okay, listen, she, she, she is the lead singer and what she wants goes. 
Keep that in mind. Now, over there to Escape. Now, this is a lot to unpack with Escape. So, Escape was the four girls, Tamika, uh, Tasha, Tiny, and Candy. They broke up in the 90s. And rumor has it was that, uh, let me just, Candy wanted to be the lead singer, but Candy could sing. Let's, you know, no shade to Candy. Candy could sing. We know, don't be tardy for the part. She writes, she sings. But Latasha has a voice. Candy has a voice as well. But Latasha just has a you know. So Latasha sings a lot of the leads on the songs. However, Candy would be like the Coley. The difference in Escape, though, is all of the girls can sing and they all sing on all of the songs. Or like, you know, a lot of their hit songs, like, you know, Tiny might have a verse. Candy has a verse. Candy has that, ah, you know, she, she has that whistle. But the issue back in the day was Latasha and Candy did not like each other. And uh, spoiler alert, they still don't like each other to this day. Um, And so they, you know, Candy wanted to be the lead singer. Latasha wanted to be the lead singer. But I mean, I think it was pretty prevalent that Latasha probably was the lead singer. And Escape only has three albums. And off of the third album, it is alleged that Latasha set that album up to essentially be the launching pad of her solo career. So she was going to leave the girls and go solo. Now, mind you, we learned in the second episode, according to Latasha, although we're going to talk about Latasha, she says that after she decided to go solo, her project instantly got canned. And a couple of months later, Candy's solo project uh, comes out. And, you know, Candy doesn't really have a lot of solo hits, but you know how one uh, single that came out during that time was called uh don't think i'm not uh if you're out in the club don't think i'm not even when you 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 know so that was like candy's one little big hit but now um you know when she joined she has other projects but then when she joined atlanta you know she kind of re-entered her singing career i fly above all the drama fly above legs and hips and body yaddy okay so you know candy been writing uh but So Latasha and Tamika are sisters. And so Escape kind of broke up. Well, not kind of. They broke up. But it was Latasha and Tamika and Candy and Tiny. Candy and Tiny have released little projects. Uh, Tiny has released her own projects. Candy just, you know, Candy has gone on to be the mogul. And it really seemed like Tamika, Tiny, Tiny and Candy really went on to shine from escape just from Candy and her success of Housewives of Atlanta, all of her businesses, her writing accolades and Tiny being married to T.I., having reality shows, uh, you know, the OMG girls. Zonique is Tiny's daughter. So like they've been in the the spotlight um, and we haven't really seen a lot of Latasha and Tamika. So it was very surprising when the girls decided to come back. So they were signed to So So Deaf. Uh, that's Jermaine Dupri, you know, the brat, all of them. They were signed to So So Deaf. So 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 Deaf had a 20th anniversary, I want to say. And Latasha and Tamika kind of went to represent Escape, right? And so a lot of the people and the fans were like, well, why can't we just, you know, get it together? So it was this escape tour that was like the hype that everybody was like so excited for. And that's when Bravo, you know, they recorded this show. And 
And it was very interesting because at that point in time, Latasha and Tamika, you know, it's almost as if like Bravo is reintroducing who they are into the audience. However, we know Candy and we know Tiny. And so Candy, now listen, I love Candy, but I'm just keep it real. When they recorded that show four years ago, Candy was very much so like, it was giving her and Latasha still didn't like each other, but Candy was giving her, I'm the Queen B now. What's up? I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do that. The girls wanted to record new music and Candy was like, I don't really want to like tarnish the legacy. Candy's like, I got so much going on. We can do the tour. Uh, or Candy at that time was only really committing to some shows, right? And so the girls really wanted Candy to commit to more. But listen, Candy felt like she was popping, but it was very clear that Latasha and Candy did not like each other still to this day. However, the sisters, Latasha and Tamika, were best of friends. Tiny, on the other hand, right, she is cool with all the girls. She's cool with Tamika, Latasha, Candy. Like, so Tiny really is the, the glue to the group. Uh, Escape went on to do the verses back during pandemic. The verses with SWV was a huge success. Uh, Escape went to go tour. And so now here we are. Right. Real interesting. Now it's this reality show, SWV and Escape. They're trying to do this tour and baby. So listen, again, all of this, I'm telling you all all of this drama that is like real drama that we've always heard of in the 90s and 2000. But we didn't have social media like that. Right. We were reading Word Up magazine or like, you know, them little magazines that would give us the tea and. When I would read some of those things about Coco wanting to go solo when the other girls and, you know, Candy and Latasha, I'll always take it with a grain of salt, right? Like, this can't be true. They like, you know, baby. No, listen, what these reality shows do for us is tell us, baby, that the girl groups are messy and it makes for perfect and amazing reality TV. Although it is kind of sad, the fact that it's like, your grown women, people, your icons that we look up to. But it's just, you know, when you that I really feel like when we talk about the girl group and how like people always say like girl groups don't work out for this. I really feel like Escape, Escape and SWV are really kind of like the groups in which that they be talking about. So anyway, we're here. Episode one. Really about um, SWV, again, is very much so showing the girls we're a well-oiled machine. We had rehearsal. We getting it together. Their manager is like, you know, you got these dates, got these dates. And the SWV's manager is like, we've reached out to Escape. We really want to do this tour. We really feel like we'll be successful. The girls are kind of, you know, with it. Then we get to Escape. Baby, they have a meeting. And it is very clear that Tiny is trying to get the girls together. Candy is still not here for Latasha. But baby, we learned Latasha and Tamika, which are blood sisters and were the best of friends. Uh, we learned that they are not on speaking terms. They are upset. Um, some issues have come up and they feel like, you know, Tamika feels like Latasha has changed. She don't like all of this. And so they can't really decide it, what they want to do. Right. If they want to go on tour, if they want to make new music, they can't they can't decide what they want to do. So SWV calls a meeting uh, with Escape to be like, hey, like we really want to do this tour. Like, what are you guys is thinking? Uh, everyone shows up. Everyone's excited. Baby Latasha is the last one to come in. She's cold. She don't even speak to she hi to Tamika and clearly Candy just roll her eyes. And again, like this is so crazy because it's like this, like. 
I feel like in some reality shows, right, it's like, oh, this is scripted drama. Like, you know, it's hard to like, you know, oh, this is a storyline. This is that. Baby, in these shows, you just know the drama is a thousand percent real, right? So SWV is trying to be like, so what's up, Escape? And Latasha, I think Taj even says to Latasha, like, everything good, you seem checked out. And basically, Latasha's saying, like, we have some internal problems, and I'm not going to be able to give y'all an answer before we address these internal problems. Like, first of all, girl, why even come to the meeting, right? Also important to note that when Escape came out back in the day, and, and I don't know if you've ever just, if you've ever seen just kick it, kick off your shoes, relax yourself, party on down to the Escape, just kick it. They were very tomboyish. Like they had the backward hats, the baggy clothes, um, and they received a lot of slack uh, for they people will call them like the not pretty girls, which, first of all, not true. Escape is beautiful. However, how they presented themselves and Latasha at the time was a more fuller sized woman. And, you know, they would just there were just a lot of like negativity around the appearance of escape. Uh, however, Latasha looks beautiful. Uh, they're all beautiful. All got their makeup. You know, they they all have glowed up. Just keep that in mind. Um, and so we see that Latasha and her mom are at their Latasha and Tamika's mom house. And the mom reaches out to Tamika like, listen, I hear that you and your sister are having problems. And like, you know, we are a praying family. Come over to the house so we can kind of sort of like squash this. So, baby. Ooh, July, when I tell y'all the end of episode one and the start of episode two. So they go over there. Tamika essentially tells us in the confessionals that like um, her mother's favorite has always been Latasha. And so she never really feels supported from her mother. The only time she ever really feels supported from her mother is when she goes along with what Latasha says. Right. So they get over there and which is interesting is Latasha's over there and she's like, hey, uh, Tamika goes to give Tamika a hug. And Tamika's like, oh, we're hugging today because literally like the last time they seen each other was at the meeting with SWV and Latasha literally just walks by Tamika, <laughs> like literally just walks by. So you already get the sense that anybody that has siblings, you know, if you, 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 you know how sometimes the sibling can put on the charm for your parent. So it's very much given Latasha is giving that type of energy. Tamika and I hear from it for it. And so they begin to unpack. And we then realize that Tamika says that back in the day, which is I also think is funny. I think she was referring to Mama Joyce. You know, shout out to Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce had reached out to Tamika because, you know, back in the day. Candy escape wasn't communicating like that. So I, it wouldn't be candy reaching out, but also why is mama Joyce reaching out? Anyway, mama Joyce reached out to Tamika and was basically saying like, Hey, um, some information came for some royalty checks from escape. And so just be on the lookout because some royalty checks should be coming your way, you know, for escape. Tamika reports that she never received it. She followed back up with mama Joyce. They were able to say, to see that the checks were cashed. They were deposited into Latasha husband's Rocky account and Tamika never received the money. She had to pay taxes on the money. She hid it from her husband because she didn't want her husband to get involved because she know if the husband got involved, then it'd be some. So 
Tamika brings this up at the meeting with the mom and whoo, baby, Tamika go off. She's like, I've covered for you. I've been nothing but the biggest support. Like, what is this issue with you? Why you feel like whatever? She brings up the money. The mom gets involved. The girls start arguing. The mom try to kick the camera crew out, which is just like, wait a minute. Now we just went from this holier than thou family. And now the mom is like, get some cameras out my house. Get some cameras out my house. And Tamika is outside with her daughter going off, basically saying like, you know, this is what mommy does. They're always ganging up on me. And mind you, Latasha is just sitting there. Now, Tamika is going off, you know, and she may be being a little disrespectful in how she is speaking to her mom. However, we'll give Tamika some grace in the sense that it's not like she's just popping off at the mom. Tamika is literally expressing herself. Right. So we know when we get mad, sometimes we see black. We don't see who's all in the room like, you know, so. Child, the mom go outside, try to talk to Tamika. Uh, The cameras are still rolling. She's kicking the cameras out. We start episode two and it's a confessional with Tamika. And they're like, why do you think your mom kind of flipped the script? And Tamika's like, because she finally, because Tamika's like, because I told the truth on my sister and my mom doesn't want that information out there. And Tamika reveals to us that at the time, one, Tamika is saying that like, why is her mom acting so surprised? Because Tamika is saying like, back when this happened, I reached out to you. We talked about it. And she said that her mom said to her, well, you don't know what Latasha was going through at that time, right? So that's almost like an acknowledgement of it. And Tamika's like, I had my one daughter in college. I was pregnant with my other daughter. And so Tamika is really like, this is how it always is. So, I mean, just unpack that, right? Just kind of like crazy. Uh, then we see Latasha and her husband and, you know, the... Another weird thing is, so they have another meeting on episode two about like they want new management. So all of the girls come together, Tamika, Latasha, Tiny, and Candy. And again, very shade, very cold. Tamika is like, um, they're asking her questions. And okay, so here's the thing, right? Like I'm a spiritual person. I'm, I'm raised in the church. I believe, you know, in God. Um, but I just find it interesting that anytime they would ask Tamika for a direct answer, right? Because all of the members of the group are here. She would say, I'm going to pray on it. Now, I don't want to take away from anybody's spirituality or anything, but like, that's kind of like a weird answer. Now, Candy also goes into, um, and one of her confessionals and basically is like Latasha's, husband who is her manager rock is her mouthpiece now bravo is shady uh that just as candy is saying that like candy is talking like we know she's not gonna give us an answer because she has to talk to her mouthpiece bravo rolls clips of latasha sitting in a confessional like they film in a confessional and her husband rock comes in and whispers in her ear for like not just a little whoosh, 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 whoosh. Like for two minutes and the producer is like, well, what are you telling Latasha? And he's like, I'm just telling her what to say. So clearly I feel like 
we can understand and we're smart viewers. We can see what's happening. So they want new management. They feel like after the verses, not really much has come of SWV. Like they haven't really been booking shows like how they want to book and like whatever. And then Tamika, the sister reveals, well, the management that they are with are good friends with Latasha and her husband, Rocky. And so when the girls, all of the girls are essentially saying like, we're open to new management. Latasha says she going to pray about it. Okay. Also, so we know SWV is trying to do this tour with Escape, so they need to figure that out. Baby, why do we have on this episode? Latasha and her husband are meeting down with, I don't know what record company, but they offering Latasha a solo record deal to do gospel. Ciao. Now, mind you, right? It's like, sure, you can do that. Now, I'm even, I'm like, pause the actual reality show, right? So it's like, sure, you can do that, right? But how convenient is it for Latasha? Also, double pause. I'm not sure if y'all remember, if y'all watch social media, and, and if you don't, then let's also give some context. Maybe about three, four months ago, right? Escape was at an award show. Now this is real time drama. Um, Escape was at an award show and Tiny, Candy, and Tamika all had on outfits that seemed to be resemblance of, you know, seemed like, okay, we're in coordination. Latasha say they all had on like some shade of blue. Latasha had on like red and social media was on fire. Like what is going on? Blah, 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 blah. So the girls then started arguing over social media. Tamika, uh, Latasha being like the girls never filled me in on what was going on. So I was supposed to be led out to like, you know, look crazy on the red carpets. Then child candy chimed in with receipts. Like not true. Our stylists sent your stylist the information like so we could see that there was some internal beef then a couple of days later uh on social media latasha latasha announces uh her solo record deal Mm -hmm. now fast forward back to this reality show right so clearly this reality show has been produced filmed but clearly the premise of the reality show would be what for them to do this tour with escape just find it kind of like ironic that the time that y'all recording, you choose to go and get this solo deal while you're recording this show with you supposed to be going on tour with your group. Like, it just seems very like opportunist for me. And also what I find very interesting is like, you know, a lot of the girls are doing press for the show. And again, I don't really check for a lot of the girls like only person I follow on the social media is Taj because that's my girl I follow Candy and I follow uh Tiny however you know a lot of my little Instagram sites that I be watching um you know like the Atlanta shows or the Atlanta Peach it's like the Instagram that I be telling y'all about that I watch for the housewives they'll also post a lot of different stuff so they're posting a lot of the coverage and press for this show baby now, I didn't seen some SWV press. I didn't seen some Taj press. I didn't seen some candy press. I didn't seen some uh, tiny press. Why the press that they are circulating for Latasha is her promoting her new single off her new gospel album? <laughs> like, it's like, it really 
makes you think about the issues in which that escape had back in the day of like Latasha wanting to go solo. And here it is very plain and see that like you ladies are supposed to be filming this show and you know, what should be promotion for this tour, i.e. in some of the previews that I have saw for the show and which mind you, I'm going to be keeping y'all covered on this show because like, as you can see, I am very invested. Um, it looks like the tour gets cut down to maybe just one big show in Canada. And we'll get to some of that other issues that they kind of sort of revealed. Uh, but it's just really interesting. Like, I just always felt like Latasha and Tamika uh, felt like Candy and Tiny got the praise and accolades that like, just for them being solo that I feel like Latasha and Tamika feel like they didn't get right. So now escape is back together. And now they, you know, the, since the light is on candy and tiny, it only will shine the light more on the girls. And I just feel like the girls use that opportunity to kind of, I don't know, but it's just very looks selfish for Latasha. And I just, I feel like, Again, I want and it's a gospel album and I want people to be successful and I, whatever people do. But it's giving girl. I don't know if it's going to be successful. You might be playing yourself. How? So that's just that. But Tamika, Tiny and Candy are kind of all together. And on social media, outside of the reality show, we have seen them been touring as escape. So it's giving that. Latasha might be out of escape or just pursuing this solo career. I don't know. However, you know, I love to read the comments. And so a lot of people were dogging Latasha and everybody was seems to be team Tamika, Tiny and Candy. However, I did read this one comment that I thought was very, 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 very interesting because you don't want to give you by both sides of the fact. Now, back when four years ago, when that other escape reality show on Bravo came out and it was about the girls touring the girls really wanted to record new music right they really wanted to and again new music new revenue new ways new you know and again it would be able to help Latasha and Tamika since they haven't been in the limelight for a while um the only person that was not a part of that group was Candy. Candy refused. She did not want to record new music with them. And they came out. It was like, I forget. Now, mind you, I had, I listen, that little uh, album that they came out with was really kind of cute. Now, I think, were they going by the name Escape? Uh, let me see. Let me look it up for y'all in real time. Because it's, it's just like, you can't really make up this information. See, they went by a different name. It, it was almost like it was called Escape, but it was something different. But so they put out that EP. So I just, again, in the same token of where we was looking at Candy kind of crazy, like Candy feeling herself. Now we see the three girls minus Latasha and they're touring as Escape. All that I'm saying is if you loved the 90 R&B girl groups, if you loved SWV, if you loved Escape, you need to be watching the show on Bravo. Um, it's a good show. I just hate that it's so drama filled of people that we love. But just know we're going to be covering it on the Purple Pants podcast. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be.
And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And I came across such an interesting story. And of course, you know, keeping with the theme of Women's Month, we have to spotlight and highlight an amazing woman doing amazing things. And so I really want to take the time to talk about a brilliant, beautiful woman named Megan Pipus Peace. Okay, so you're thinking like, who is that? Now, let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, She is the self-trained ventriloquist and puppeteer. She grew up watching sock puppets like Lamb Chops Play Along and Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and the Muppets on Sesame Street. As a child, the character seemed so alive and it was only later that she learned what it took to create that sense of reality. Megan says, puppets allow us to enter the imagination of a child. You think of a child playing. Their toys can talk. Their cars can move. So you're speaking their imaginative and creative language when you're allowing puppets to come alive. So she has this love for puppets and just this creative being. Ever since Megan discovered that puppetry could be an art form, it's been a passion, one that she's pursued throughout her life. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, well, what is Megan up to today? Well, listen, let me tell you, she is the voice of Gabriella on Sesame Street. How amazing is that? You grow up watching Sesame Street, you grow up watching Lamb Chops play along, and now you are one of the puppets on the show. But even more important, she is the first black woman puppeteer on the show. And so we clear Sesame Street been around for more than 50 years. So listen, huge shout out to my girl, Megan Pipus Peace for allowing your creativity to never die and following your dreams and also breaking barriers. We salute you and we are honoring you with this week's Freak of the Week. If Megan is the Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode. Thank you so much for always supporting and listening to your baby boy. If you have not already, please ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcast the purple pants podcast awaits for you to subscribe write a review and give your baby boy some five stars and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend who can i run to because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.